Okay, at the moment of this filming, we... Oh, not we, but it is currently 8 in the morning, which is kind of the earliest we've ever tried to film an episode. But here we are, you know, not doing anything different. The sun's out-ish, and uh, finally, Kina, we cannot talk about how gloomy the weather is. I haven't been out. Actually, this room of, that I'm in has no windows. I have no news of the outside world. Hopefully, you can just tell me what's going on. How is it? Well, you know what? It's a bright-ish sunny day. Uh, it's still pretty cloudy, but I would it's still somewhat better than it has been the past few days. <laughs> Anyways, I have no idea why we keep talking about the weather whenever we start these things. <laughs> the weather is the star of this, I don't know, period of time. By the way, shout out. I have the same name as the storm, almost. Just remove the T, so hassle ko sabi ng kapatid ko. But anyway. Okay, so before we get lost in trying to be meteorologists and trying to tell you guys about the weather, welcome back to Matched with Carl and Kina. Uh, you are joining us back again, and thankfully, you are. I think this is counts as like our sixth episode at this point. And if you guys are here, welcome back. The fact that you're still staying here is surprising, but if you are here and you want to keep supporting us, you can find us out on Spotify and on Apple iTunes. And if you know what, if you're on it, you can also find us on Anchor. And don't forget to visit our social media handles. It's at matched underscore ph. That is both on Instagram and on Twitter. Tweet us out. You can give us some of your stories if you want. You can even be a guest on the show. And remember, I am your host, the enigmatic, the awe-inspiring, the I can't think of another type of thing to tell myself. But it's me, Carl. And it's me, the ever-awkward, Kina, the unremarkable, the I'm not gonna continue this anymore, but let's focus on our guest because I don't want to talk about myself anymore. <laughs> Hello, Josh. How's your morning? Hello. I actually have not slept yet since... You know, last night, I woke up at around 11 p.m. and I've been up since, so everything is just fluid right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, just a bit of a heads up. Can you uh, tell us who you are exactly? I am Josh Daniel Santos, but you can call me Josh. <laughs> I am an old friend of Carl's and mm -hmm. I would like to say I am very much a professional when it comes to online dating. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am an online dating connoisseur. So. <laughs> okay, this is kind of one of the reasons like why I invited Josh on this. He told me last night like his whole dating life is because of online dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it's like, okay, so a little background on us. Josh and I have been best friends since like, what, 10 years old? We're 10 year olds? Very much. Yeah, so, so you know, you're, you're 23 plus one. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you don't want to use 24. And I'm 22. So we've been we've known each other for like 12 years at this point. But, you know, I mean, um, but there were some times that we weren't uh, properly together. There was the times that I had moved here in the Philippines and you wound up moving. First, you wound up staying in Dubai mm -hmm. and, and then going to Australia yeah. and going back to Dubai and then staying here. Yeah. So. Okay, knowing that, there's definitely a lot of experience you've had, you know, in and out of dating apps, both, well, in all three places. Let me, what, what have your experiences been like so far? I swear, it's embarrassing. 
because there's just been so many experiences, whether that be good or bad or, you know, sexual or, you know, just very much platonic and stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting. I've really gotten so used to the entire like online dating scene because of how I've always indulged in it. So, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot to say, you know what I mean, in general. So, yeah. I started using them when I was 18, and that's when I actually moved to Australia first because I am gay and growing up in a Muslim country such as the UAE, at least at such a young age and in a time such as 2014 and before that, it was very hard to actually find other gay people to actually be mingling with and stuff. So I decided okay, I'll not use anything and probably wait till I get to a country that's more open and that's more, you know, normalized And when it comes to, you know, gay people and, you know, dating in general. Because even back in Dubai, you know, dating wasn't really necessarily a big thing. And growing up with Filipino parents as well, dating wasn't always something that was encouraged i and i'm sure we can all relate here to an extent now you know your mom and dad telling you welcome when i'm a girlfriend at the time they would yes. say welcome when i'm a girlfriend and focus on studies so yeah, i never got the chance to but then when i moved to australia i that's when i started using it and it's been a wild ride since i'd have to say so yeah wild ride i'm hoping equals you know some form of like funny weird or maybe just wild stories. <laughs> I think I said wild twice. I think I said wild twice. But yeah, no, like, are there any stories that, you know, that you're willing to share that might be, hopefully is funny? I'm not sure if they'd be fun. They're funny to me because it's parang nakakahiya coming from, like, you know, when you do something embarrassing, then you look back at it and you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. I'm not sure if it would be funny if I was to tell it to other people because they'll just be like, oh, dude, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure how that would be perceived. Pero there's so many stories to start from. Do you want me to start with the very first encounter, I guess? Would that be a, an appropriate start? Um, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay, so I'll start by saying that my life is very much revolving around dating apps in general because... You know, I found some of my, actually all of my relationships there, but also all of my sexual experiences. So it never was normal for me to meet other people in person and be like, oh, let's, let's flirt and let's talk and do this first. And then we end up dating and or developing feelings like how it probably is for a lot of people. Like, say for Carl, right? You were able to meet your ex. I'm not sure if this should be said. That's fine, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Meet your ex, because you guys were in the same high school, right? So you guys had that whole, like, thing. So I never had that, unfortunately. So for me, my very first thing, my very first boyfriend, my very first, like, kiss, my very first, you know, sexual experience was because of, uh, no, dating apps. So it's very much revolving around that. So I remember I lost my virginity. Wait, is it okay to talk about this? <laughs> go for it. Oh, wait. Yeah. So- oh, yeah, 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 no, go for it. Although, like, yeah, I remember the story. So it's a bit like, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious. If you already know about it, 
Oh my god, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I remember I was talking to someone on this gay dating app called Hornet. Uh, it's another popular gay dating app besides Grinder, obviously, and um, Tinder. So, but Hornet is more specifically targeting queer people. So, yeah, I was using that app and I was speaking to this one guy before uh, it was around 8 a.m., like 7 to 8 a.m., before class, because I was going to uni at this time. And I had class at 11 a.m. I remember this specifically because I, I kept reiterating that I needed to be by my university at like 11 a.m. So I was talking to this guy at 7 to 8 a.m. And this guy was a bit more mature. He was a lawyer and stuff like that. So he, he was very much very on point. He was very like, what's the word? Like you're parang on time, quick, you're direct and stuff like that. Punctual. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. Sorry. Yeah, he was very punctual and stuff like that. And at this point, I was so... Usually, I'm a shy guy, actually. So I, I usually, I'd be very much beating around the bush. But at this point, I was like 18. And I was the only one within my friend group, within my entire batch that hasn't lost my virginity. I was also the only gay guy in the batch. So I was just like, oh my god, it's so annoying. I just want to lose it. So I... Oh. <laughs> and he was like, what do you want? I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, we're getting to that. I want to have sex. <laughs> and he was like, okay, good. Meet me at this place. I'm like, okay, we're doing it. <laughs> and stuff like that. So we did end up meeting. He picked me up from the train station around 8.30. And then we ended up going to his place. Had sex. It was it was interesting. It wasn't what I was expecting it to be. But then again, it was probably because I was building my expectations way too high. And I know this for sure because I remember at one point, this guy told me, calm down. <laughs> do this first or do it like this or do that and whatever. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Like he was seeing that I was too eager to please or whatever because please my first time right and I, w I just wanted to get it over with and stuff like that so um bottom line is we we had sex i remember saying that i needed to get a little tipsy first because i was obviously there's that you know like first sexual encounter kind of nerves yeah so I, I asked him if he had alcohol he gave me midori that was the first time i ever tasted that drink it was it's amazing and then i got a little tipsy then we had sex he dropped me off at the train station around 10 30 and then I ended up going to class. It was Matt's class. <laughs> and I remember it was so embarrassing because I had hickeys all over my neck. I was a little bit tipsy. My hair is a bit messy. My body, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. I'm not sure as to how sexual I can be. Be as sexual as you want. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Okay, I'll say this guy finished inside me. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I was asking. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. Okay. I don't remember that part. Were you able to clean up afterwards, or did you like leave it in there? I forgot. That's the thing. It was. It was. It was still in the oh week, and I had to go to class, and I had to go throughout the entire day. I finished at five p.m. By the way, and I wasn't gonna clean myself in one of the university toilets. That's gross. You know what I mean? And you know you wouldn't wouldn't even be able to clean yourself properly. So I had to wait until five p.m. And it took me an hour to get home too. So I would probably get home around six p.m. six thirty. 
just to <laughs> clean. <laughs> really locks in the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it was really <laughs> and it was so embarrassing because at the time I was oblivious, but I think it was very much obvious what had just happened. And everyone was probably judging me or whatever, but weren't saying anything to be nice. And I was just like, I just had said. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was yeah my first sexual encounter using a gay dating app. So yeah, it's thanks to them. Hornet sponsor me. So <laughs> Dude, here's the thing though. I thought you're going to talk about the one that you was really sketch had someone else like seen it. I remember you were talking about it before. Which one? It involved the van. Oh, the van. Ooh, ooh, that was another. Okay, this is another. Dude, that was fucked up. I, that was the. I thought you were gonna talk about that story. Oh, but... that that wasn't my first time, but that was definitely an interesting story. Do you want me to talk about that then? Go for it. Go for it. Actually, it's it's a really it's a really fucked up story. Actually, I so I met this guy through another app called Grinder, which is predominantly a gay dating app as well. So I guess this is good. We're we're like talking about different apps now, and you'll see the difference uh, in the people that use these apps, right? So for Grinder, it was it's a networking app. Or it's everyone that's gay or uses the app knows that it's mostly used for hookups now. So I remember I was talking to this one guy once, and he was like, "Oh, you know, let's let's go out and." know book <laughs> so i was like okay this was okay so this was at a time when i was 18 to 21 that was these were the years wherein i was using gay dating apps the most and i was just exploring and experimenting as much as i can because you know growing up i wasn't really able to experiment or explore or date many people so it kind of is so much pent-up energy and pent-up sexual like tension that once i was able to finally do it i just went like like a fucking rabbit so it was it was so like embarrassing but yeah um this guy i remember uh was very dodgy already from the get-go he was talking to me and he was just like can you do you do this do you do that what's your alcohol limit or how do you feel about certain substances and stuff like that and it was like those questions are typically normal sure like to ask but these were questions he was asking from the get-go like there was not even any hello or how are you or whatever he just started with those questions already i'm just like oh okay Okay, but me being the very young and naive guy that I was, I was just like, okay, this is fun. I'll do it. I'll talk to him. So yeah, uh, we ended up meeting. I remember I met him at the train station that was close to the house that I was staying at because I typically don't invite guys to the house that I'm staying at because it wasn't my house. So obviously I wouldn't want them either coming in or picking me up from there. Otherwise they'll know where I live, right? So he picked me up at the station. It was already very dodgy because... He was in a white van, like this big white van. And you know what they say about, you know, like... Yeah, kidnappers. <laughs> yeah. I was already like... Uh, at first, I wanted to ignore it. I was just like, hmm, where is he? He's not here. <laughs> and I'm texting him. Where are you? He's like, I'm in front of you. And I'm looking around. I see the van is in front of me, but I'm just like, hmm... He's not here. Where is he? He's like, get in the van. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what now? But yeah, I ended up going in anyway. And right from the start, it's already very, very creepy because the light inside the van was obviously very dim. And he had like this small little bed-like thing like inside the van and stuff like that. And it looked like a little like place and like where you can stay in. So I was just like, okay, okay, whatever. Maybe he stays here and that's not me to judge. By the way, this guy, I have a plot twist when it comes to this guy at the end of the story. Anyway, so I started talking to this guy as we we're driving to... He wanted to take me through the outback. So it was basically this huge like field 
where it's just empty. It's like this farm-ish area. So it was completely yeah. dark, completely deserted, empty. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't host at his house. And I, we will get to that later on. And I obviously couldn't host in my house. So we had to find somewhere else to, you know, do the deed. So uh, we did that. It was already dodgy because... He stopped by the gas station to buy a six pack, you know, big cans too. It's not just the small cans, like the really tall. Yeah, it's like those really thick type of beer cans. He bought those cans and I shit you not, he was drinking while he was driving, which by the way, don't do. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And second, like, okay, at the time that didn't really phase me. What really annoyed, irked me about that certain like situation was he didn't offer me anything. He drank all six <laughs> cans of beer. All of that was for him. Yeah. He drank all of it at once. I mean, not at once, but like, you know, like consecutively without offering, like without asking me, do you want one? <laughs> he was just drinking. I was like, okay. We finally get to the place and it's creepy. It's dark, whatever. We start doing stuff. He starts telling me while we were intercoursing. You can use the word fuck, dude. It's no problem, but yeah. Okay, while we were while we were fucking, I remember it was already kind of weird because he started saying he really loved me. Mind you, this is a guy that I just met. You know? <laughs> he was like, I really love you. You're beautiful. Would you be my boyfriend and everything? And I will admit, I was so taken aback by the dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that I was just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. And um, something else happened in this night, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this. It includes other substances. Ooh, um, I, yeah, that's fine. Like, no, it's not, no one's going to arrest us for it. Like. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, it happened in Australia where it's legal. Just a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever may be listening. <laughs> so he had weed, basically. He had a blunt, right? And this was yeah. my first time ever uh, smoking anything, right? So he made me take a hit while we were fucking, mind you. And it was okay. I was like, <clears throat> you know, the usual first uh, initial reaction. And it was fine for like the first 10, 15 minutes. Then this is what's so embarrassing. I passed out. Yep, th that part I do remember you telling me. I fell asleep for three hours. And I know it was three hours because when I woke up, he, he, or he, he wasn't fucking me or anything. He was cuddling me. And then he's like, oh, you're finally up. I was like, wait, what happened? He's like, oh, you, you passed out. I was just like, for how long? He's like, three hours. I'm like, oh. Then he was like, yeah, are you okay now? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And he's like, do you want to get back to fucking? I was just like, okay. <laughs> so we got back to it and stuff like that. And I tried kissing him. And this was so embarrassing. He told me not to kiss him because I had morning breath. What's what wrong with him? There's so many like twists and turns to this story. It was like, it was so nakakahiya. Can you imagine someone telling you, don't kiss me, your breath stinks? I was just like, ow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't do something like suspicious yeah, yeah. while you were out. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he didn't. Like I I have a strong feeling that as creepy and as weird as he was, I, I knew that he wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you claim to love me <laughs> which he did, I don't think he would hurt me. So yeah, apparently. So after that he ends up dropping me back at the train station. He actually offered to drop me back to my house itself, but I was like, 
no, just drop me at the train station because, you know, whatever, I have to get somewhere. Because your stuff is shit. Yeah, he did. And then after that, you know, it was at a time for me where I'm just like, I just want to sleep around with people, you know, just to experiment and explore. I don't really want to have any meaningful relationships and stuff like that. It was a very much one-time thing. But he said he loved me, right? So he was texting me constantly. And he was like, why aren't you answering me? Why aren't you? Why don't you want to meet anymore? I'm just like, I, 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 I don't want to meet you because I'm not interested anymore. And he's like, I told you I loved you. I told you blah, blah, blah. blah. Then he started cursing at me saying, oh, you're a whore. You're a slut. Oh, you're useless. Oh, you know, everyone just wants to fuck you and stuff like that. And then I remember him saying... If I find out that I have AIDS because of you, I'm going to hunt you down and I'm going to kill you and stuff like that. That is scary. It is. That's why, like, in retrospect, I'm so glad I never really let him drop me or pick me up from the house I was staying at specifically. Because yeah. otherwise it would have ended up being that situation where he would just stalk me or, you know, do something. I lived with relatives cause I, in that house. So you can imagine if my tita or my tita ever encountered him, that would be so embarrassing. So yeah, it was so scary. But that's not even the plot twist. The plot twist was I ended up eventually after a few more sexual encounters, I ended up sleeping with this other guy. He was around my age. He was really nice. He was really cool. And he was super sweet. And, you know, we started sleeping around and we were kind of having this NSA type relationship where like, we're above just hooking up, but not really in, the, in that dating or relationship stage and stuff. Come to find out his dad <laughs> his dad is the yes his dad is the oh my god wait no i did not know it. oh my god i did not know it turned out like that i just remember the first part of that story <laughs> it was so embarrassing <laughs> i am blown away you're like the gay version of a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to say this before, you know, your listeners start thinking I'm some kind of like home wrecker. But this guy was divorced already. He was divorced. Yeah. So they weren't together. He wasn't seeing anyone. And apparently he was this closeted gay guy and stuff. So yeah, I found out that his dad was the guy I slept with. The son didn't know. And I never told him. I just kind of stopped seeing him as well. So to this day, I'm how did you find out? I found out because he was um, showing me photos of his because we never like slept at his house either. Because like, it was one of those situations where we just don't do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like he was showing me photos on his phone of his friends, his family and stuff like that, because we were friends. I was showing him my photos as well. And then I saw the, the dad. And I'm just like, oh my god, who's that? <laughs> Why does he look familiar? <laughs> and then, yeah, I come to find out that that's his dad. So that was very, very awkward. But here's the thing. Apparently, this is actually very common for a lot of gay guys as well to encounter. Especially if you're using yeah. Grindr. So be careful out there <laughs> if you're using that app. Small world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Small world. Did you experience anything similar when you were dating apps in the Philippines? Or was this purely a foreign thing? I would say this was, uh, th these experiences were definitely, um, <clears throat> sorry, more common in uh, Australia. But when I came to the Philippines, I actually wasn't using dating apps, at least for the longest time. It was only recently, uh, the past months this year, that I actually started exploring um, through here because I was actually engaged before. I moved here, yeah. Which is actually really cool because uh, my ex-fiance, I met him through Tinder. So, 
you know, um, it was very interesting. You can really get a wide variety of people on these dating apps. It can either be someone that's as creepy as that guy or someone that could be your fiance. So, yeah, um, I didn't use it for a while, but then we broke up at the start of the year. And then I was just like, after a few months of crying, I decided, okay, why not use dating apps and see what I can find here in the Philippines. And there's clearly a difference here as well. Maybe it's the culture, but people here definitely communicate differently, aside from obviously the language, pero like how they approach you and how they come about talking about the topic of sex yeah exactly like what what they what their intentions are and stuff like that it's very much different so oh okay so okay so you know butting into that part mm -hmm. you, know, you know because you've experienced what it's like to you know be with people outside of the philippines and then be with people inside the philippines yeah so just like what exactly is the differences between when you've interacted with a filipino man versus you know the foreigner like, what exactly are those key differences that you know? It's like, oh, okay, this is a very Filipino thing, and this seems to be a very foreigner thing. I don't want to, you know, generalize or say that this is all, like, gay Filipinos here. Like, this is how they all are here. But from all of my encounters so far, or all of the people that I've interacted with, I've realized that they're a lot more defensive about almost everything. And they're, they have more attitude, if you know what I mean. Like, they're very... They get offended easily, is what I realized. Like they're they're very uptight as opposed to people outside. They're more uh, laid back. They're more like calm. They're more like chill, like easygoing. But like there's this one example recently as well. I was talking. This guy messaged me. So on Grinder, so it was on Grinder. I remember he messaged me saying hi. Then I obviously replied saying hi as well. Then he was like, "What are you looking for?" Straight to the point, which is very common in other places too. But Specifically here, at least in other places, I realized they usually start. I know my story didn't start in a very appropriate way, but usually what other people from other countries that I've realized is that they would start with, hello, how are you? Then they would try to get to know you as shallowly as possible before they start asking you what you want. But sometimes people here just message you saying up for, looking for, top or bottom or, I know, like... Can you host <laughs> like that? So it's very oh. straight to the point. Yeah, exactly. It's very straight. Yeah, no, like I remember seeing that like the whole can you host thing before. Yeah. Like you'd always say that like, oh, can you host or do you have a car? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so they're very much like straight to the point, which is fine as well, especially if you're in Grindr and everyone knows that you just want to hook up. So yeah, like most people don't see the point of really getting to know someone, just get straight to the point, which is fine with me. Pero this guy in particular, he was like, his profile was blank, by the way. Like, he had oh. no pictures, no description, nothing about him, right? Then uh, he asks me, what are you looking for? Then I replied, maybe a face photo first. Because I, th it's a common, like, courtesy in Grindr itself. Uh, I'm not sure about other apps. I mean, other apps, I'm sure you don't have to because it's mandatory to have your photos, right? But in Grindr, you have the option to not put a face photo. So it's common courtesy is that if you're talking to someone and either one of you or both of you don't have photos you exchange photos so you you know put a face onto the person that you're talking to i mean like you wouldn't want to be talking to a complete stranger that you don't know how he looks like and everything right so i asked him can i see sure. a face photo and then he straight away got so defensive and he got so like parang arrogant because he was like like he was basically saying ah so pag pangit pala ako di mo ko papansin so and then he had that rolling eyes emoji 
So I was just I I, I literally like like um, straightened him out. I was like, literally, it's common courtesy to talk about the like to exchange photos. You know, if you're in this app, I want to see who I'm talking to. And you know, as shallow as it sounds, this is a hooking app app, and my bio clearly say states that. I'm just looking to hook up right now. So obviously, if I'm going to want to hook up with you, I'm going to need to know how you look like. That may sound shallow, pero the first thing anyone ever notices if they're attracted to someone is their face, right? So you need to see commonly, most like usually that's the thing, right? So you need to see how they look like if you want to see if you want to meet with them or not. I'm sure he he has a great person. Well, I know he doesn't have a great personality now, pero he could have had a great personality, pero... Yeah, he was just like, oh, so if um, pangit pala ako, di mo ko papansin, stuff like that. And I told him it's nothing personal, you know, and stuff like that. Then he sent me like a series of his face, like photos. And then he's like, ayan, pasado na ba ako? And stuff like that. With the rolling eye emoji again. I'm just like, bro, your attitude is like killing me right now. It's like killing the mood. Like even if I thought you were attractive, I don't want to meet with you now because you're so, parang like, why are you so? <laughs> you're being such a bitch. <laughs> He's so uptight, like parang galit ka masyado. <laughs> and then I simply said, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Then he's like, okay, whatever. You know, he's like, can we be friends or can we at least talk? And then I told him that I'm not really looking for friends on this app. Pero I can have a conversation with you for now if you want. Then he's like, fine, whatever. Then like, like throughout the entire conversation, he was just filled with attitude. And he kept, this is annoying me, he kept on putting that eye-rolling emoji <laughs> after every yeah. message. So I got so annoyed seeing that. I'm just like, oh my God. So that's one big difference I've real. And that's um, similar interactions have happened, but not to that extent at least. But yeah, there are... Um, there, that's the main thing that I've realized is different between here and other places. Um, I've also realized that more people here are very discreet, but not only discreet, yeah. they're like, at least for like, you know, gay people, right? They're also very afraid to actually do sex, <laughs> do sex, <laughs> have sex. <laughs> they're usually saying, uh, we can do side fun, which I did not know. What what like I didn't know. was a thing. So yeah, for the long time I did not know what side fun was. But apparently it's just oral or you know hand jobs and stuff like that or kissing. Oh okay. No penetration, like basically is what it is. So they're usually very much like that. They'll I know, they'll ask for side fun. They'll ask for NSA or it's actually very funny because there are two polar opposites on that app. There will be people that will say NSA completely and stuff like that. And there will be other people who will say that they're looking for a meaningful relationship on Grindr, which I feel personally, at least from my experience. And, and, you know, I have a big gay circle as well. So, like, I get to hear their opinions and, like, their perspectives as well. And we all agree that wanting to find a meaningful relationship on the gay dating app, which is Grindr, is very 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 ambitious like it's not impossible but it's very <laughs> ambitious because like everyone like 
knows what the app is predominantly used for. So ayun yung parang yeah. like what people are gonna expect, right? Or what are what they're gonna look for there. there no one's gonna be thinking, I want to have a boyfriend. Let me look through Grinder. <laughs> you know? So usually you'd go through um Tinder, because that's even though there's a lot of people that usually want hookups done as well from Tinder, at least there's that form of like you have to actually like socially network and stuff like that and talk and stuff. Or Bumble, right? Bumble's a very popular yeah. especially here this is another thing i've realized bumble is very popular here in the philippines more than it is in dubai or um australia australia yeah so that's another thing i realized like people mostly use bumble here so that's interesting okay so before we get carried away because i think kina and i have not like the chance to have our own input on the matter but like i talk too much no no it's okay look no it's fine you can totally talk about like everything but i think i mean kina have you had any friends like on your end like who Whoever come to you for dating advice, like if they're gay or if like how they've interacted. No, my gay friends like carry themselves really well. Like they got their shit <laughs> all together. Like it's so weird. Like I always ask, well, I know I'm not going to name drop any or what's a good name to give as an alias. Let's call him John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's call him John, John Doe. Okay. We'll call him our John Doe. So John here wasn't happy about his relationship although it was so fairy tale and everything they met in Mindanao it was this hiking trail and they both had their DSLRs out and then they started taking pictures of each other because they were both blocking the view apparently and then they just started walking together and then suddenly they made more trips waterfalls mountaintops rivers everything it was just oh my god I can't believe you actually found one or organically you that's in love with you and everything. He was like, so what ako yona? Parang di pa try ng dating ako so magtry. So he broke up with that guy and then grinder and then he became I don't know polyamorous. But they never ask for advice. Parang they really know what they want as compared to us straight or bi or people. And then what I noticed is yung grinder hindi siya ano no like if Bumble or Tinder is. Parang branding lang raw nila yung pagiging hookup app. And there's a chance na makahanap ka talaga ng jowa dun. Grindr is just this void, according to you. It's just really for... <laughs> it's not impossible to find, you know, meaningful connection there. Pero you do need to set your expectations, you know. Like, you need to manage it, definitely. I mean, it is fun to see those. I mean, not really fun to see. But, like, if you do check out Google Play Store, if you have an Android, or if you have the app store if you have an apple grinder is noted down as for one social networking app but then if you look through the pictures it'll actually say anonymous gay hookups so i mean like it is technically used specifically as a hookup app i think so i think that in itself already makes a bit of a sign it kind of brings me to um this sort of topic that i've had in thought for a while now but you know, for men, it seems that sex is, like, a very easy thing to just ask for. Oh, yeah. More so than it is for, like, women. So, when you put that into context, you now have two men who would definitely want the same thing. So, what makes it easier for gay or even bi men to easily say, I just want to have sex compared to someone who is, like, straight and, you know, depending on who they're talking to, might have to play, like, a couple mind games to just try and be like, oh... I'm like noteworthy of your time and of your bed space. Yes. 
or you know the saying that men really do have the nerve. You know? Yeah, I think that really applies for like gay men, especially because obviously for I, I feel like the reason why so many men are like gay men or queer men that are extremely horny are horny because essentially I feel like most people grew up right in an environment, even if you're in a very first world country that's very liberated and very open minded. It's still like depends on your environment ultimately, and for most cases, but it's usually very homophobic, you know, or close-minded. Like you ask almost every other gay person, they would say that their upbringing hasn't always been ideal or the best for most like cases. So I feel like growing yeah. up, since you are closeted and you are told to kind of like conceal who you are and conceal your identity and who you like and stuff like that, it's kind of like so much pent up. Energy and pent up desires are like bottling up. So when you finally get to the point where you're actually able to, you know, explore or experiment, like for me, right? The same way I, I was mentioning earlier. Now, once you get to a place wherein you're able to really just try out what your, you know, the sexual preferences are and just everything about you, you kind of tend to go overboard because you grew yeah. up. Um, concealing that part of you for the most of your upbringing. Yeah, it, it's that. But also, you know, men are men. <laughs> men are very much like naturally, but they're more animalistic. They're more geared towards like sex and having sex. They're very, I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. I'm sure that women can be sexual as well, extremely sexual as well. But like it is like more commonly I would say, at least from my experience, because I'm a man, <laughs> it's more commonly um, associated. Yeah, associated that men are very much sexual beings because they just want to poke their dick into any hole. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> they just want to. They just want to. <laughs> I mean, you have American Pie. The guy fucked a pie. So <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> Don't just put anything. <laughs> so you put two men that are already very sexually driven plus um the fact that they had to conceal and like be very much restricted and limited from sexual encounters growing up you put those two things together and two men in front of each other they're gonna be like oh you hole oh you dick let's go let's do it you know like <laughs> you have dick i have hole let's go <laughs> like, so it's very much like yeah okay so going through with that do you think that most men at least the ones who appear on like tinder because grinder is primarily hookup app yeah do you think that gay men on tinder are looking for more than just hookups like in your opinion and experience, like do you think that that's where they usually go to when they want to look for for other things than just you know another body to have? It's actually like I'm not sure if it's the same joke here in the Philippines necessarily, but like at least internationally, like for the most part, like or at least in Western areas, right? It's in gay language wherein grinder is when you wanna you know, find somebody to fuck in Tinder's when you want to settle down. It's like we've categorized these apps as specific things to look for. So I would say in my opinion and in my experiences and in some of my close friends' experiences as well that are, you know, gay, that Tinder is where they would usually go for more meaningful conversations, at least. If not necessarily a relationship, then meaningful conversations or just 
that could be platonic or romantic otherwise, I feel. So, yeah. I mean, I found yeah. my ex-fiance on Tinder, so that should say something, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. So, among your friends and people you know, like, how long does it take for a closeted guy to finally calm down and think, okay, I'm tired of fucking. Why don't I try some meaningful stuff? Yeah. I feel like, at least from my experience personally and from some of my friends' as well, like, usually at least, like, my age range, right? From my people that were born around mm-hmm. 1996, 1998, nine, whatever, right? We're very much, like, we face through it through college is what I've realized. Like, in college, that's when you experiment and do as much as you can, do whatever you want. Like, at least, let's say from your from 18 until, say, um, early to mid-20s, that's when they'll probably do as much as they can. And as they grow older, they'll probably want to, like, realize, if not necessarily get married, because not every gay man wants to get married, they would want to have, like, a more stable relationship, whether that be polyamorous or monogamous. I feel like they want to settle down after, like, at least 25, 26, 27. I'm not saying that's every gay person, but in my experiences, that has been the case. But I also feel like it's very conditional like if this is for people that are let's say able to actually come out around that time say if you were closeted until you're 20 or until you're 26 or 27 you'll obviously want to experiment do the experimentation first right and explore and have sex as much as many sex as you can with different people before you settle down so it that could last until their 30s to mid 30s i've also realized because i have dated a, a quite a lot of um, older men as well I've realized that millennial, older millennials that are in their 30s and stuff like that, in, in their you know, upgr- upbringing, obviously it's way earlier as well, right? When it was more taboo to be open, being gay and stuff like that, especially with the AIDS um, situation going on at the earlier time, they were more afraid and they were more reserved to actually explore sexually that I feel like it is just pent up. Like, like I mentioned, it's all just like about how much you bottle in. And I feel like they bottled in uh, most of their years wherein they could have an active and explore, explorative um, sexual life to the point wherein you'll get 30-year-old men or 35-year-old men that are very much just wanting to, you know, hook up and never be serious because, you know, in like in their head, they've spent all their lives not really getting to sleep with the kinds of people that they want to or whatever. So I feel like it, it really depends. But from my experience, I feel like for most cases, at least, it's you just have to face through it through college or through your early 20s, and then you get over it eventually. After a long time of being in open relationships and nothing serious, when you find someone that you want to marry, like your fiancé, for example, um, do you maintain the open relationship thing or do you latch onto it like, hey, I've, I've had so many men. I found this one. He's just going to be mine. Or is it like a continuous thing? I'm sure it varies for different people because it is, I feel like, more common for gay men to be in open relationships or polyamorous mm-hmm. relationships. But for me personally, Carl can vouch for this. I'm very much monogamous. <laughs> I feel like I've, yeah. I've just slept with an embarrassing amount of men like it's it, like the number of men that i've slept with is just like really embarrassing because i've slept with a lot and um i've done so many things with them like i've tried going to this sex dungeon i've tried um 
having you know sexual relations wherein people are watching me get fucked or suck dick or all of these things right like i've tried all these like kinky stuff and i've tried older men i've tried younger legal men <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah, that are 18 i've tried you have, to, you have to make sure you added the legal part <laughs> yeah so i've basically had like you know a like a rain like i've tried with so many different men that i feel like in my experiences at least or in my head in my opinion okay na gawa ko na lahat ng parang i can as a single man now i'm yearning for that serious relationship i want there to be just one person that i get to see i get to call mine he gets to call me his we get to call each other baby or love or all that cheesy bullshit you know we get to go on dates i get to introduce him to my family he gets to introduce me to his family and friends you know like all of that meaningful sentimental stuff like like right now i can say i'm very much the type of guy that wants to have a relationship i want to be with a man i want to get like if i'm going to get into a relationship with a man i want i see that man as potentially my husband i think about future like the future or the long run with this guy like do i see myself having a family with him do i see myself having kids with him or do i see myself growing with him as a person and stuff like that so like i'm very much that person now i did mention that i recently started hooking up again but i think that's only because um i'm going through a breakup which i feel like i'm not sure if it's necessarily normal uh, for straight people as well to just want to hook up after like a very serious relationship right but even then like to be honest my body count this year aside my boy my boyfriends 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 because <laughs> after okay to be honest like after my ex-fiance i started dating this other irish guy which is so embarrassing and he became my boyfriend for a while so like yeah aside from him and aside from my ex-fiance i've only slept with like 10 to 11 people so it's the That's number is so long <laughs> is that supposed to be like long or like is that a lot that's per- oh I- I'm not sure if uh, if that's normally a lot per I feel like okay because I started hooking up around May right and it's almost the end of October and I've only slept with 10 to 11 people long. and that's that- a lot for me <laughs> <laughs> oh okay here's the thing I mean I think in retrospect I think a lot of people don't seem to be able to do as much I think yeah I just think, think for straight people they they try to work around it a lot that keep the body count as low as possible gonna i mean no it doesn't really mean like the body count stays low but mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like most straight guys like, most straight guys really can't hit a number like that i don't know i, I think yes yes I, th- I don't know or at least most straight filipino guys unless it goes to james reed <laughs> don't even <laughs> bro i don't think i don't think james reed himself can hit like 10 10 bodies in a couple months <laughs> I feel okay. I feel like this relates to what we were talking about earlier, Debana. Wherein are gay men more like straight to the point, like more sexual, right? More like mm-hmm. easygoing with sex. I think that that's another reason. Like you mentioned, how straight guys uh, probably won't reach that number, and I think that's because yeah. obviously, like, I'm not saying this is all women, right? I don't, I don't know personally. I don't know. Like I've never had experience with women, but I feel like they're not gonna be as like easygoing or as like 
okay, like, yeah, let's hook up, let's do that, and whatever, right? You know what I mean? As uh, Unlike for it, it is for gay men, at least in my experience, where they're like, oh, you want to have sex? Yeah, I want to have sex. Let's have sex. You know, like, it's it's that easy, uh, usually for guys, because guys are, like, guys are already very direct. Like, they're very, like, just overall horny, like, all the time. Like, so if you have two guys, like, a guy will be like, okay, this guy's a guy. He knows what it's like to be a guy. So he probably feels the same way I would feel when it comes to fucking and if he like and then like let's just do it or whatever so I I, I guess in my head I've I've been so used to <laughs> just like I like I said I've had a very embarrassing number of people that I've slept yeah. with <laughs> so um to me um 10 to 11 people was actually very underwhelming especially since two of them were together when I had sex with them so it was a threesome so oh yeah no i remember that story <laughs> yeah it was this was my first time trying a three, like threesome and i i promised myself growing up i would never have a threesome because i'm too clingy i'm too needy and stuff like that but i finally tried it so i i don't even count them as like individual <laughs> sorry but yeah I mean, um, from i mean from the story that you told me it wasn't exactly the um the bestest of experiences that uh it was terrible. one could have I think I, mean, I, don't, I don't should we should we air that out because I feel like oh I'm very open about my sex life you know that by now <laughs> so, I mean true <laughs> he's buried so much <laughs> yeah. true I mean you've you've given me you've given us okay the first the first instance the yeah the plot twist with the son and the dad so I think that's more than you know what most people have already gone through I mean it wasn't really that big a deal I don't know, not that it wasn't a big a deal, but it was a very, mm-hmm. it seemed like a very mild thing because of what you've already gone through. I, um, I will admit that, okay, these guys were older than me, first of all. And yeah. I will admit, though, that it was, it got to the point where it was a little embarrassing, not for me, but it was a little embarrassing um, for them because they were older than me and stuff like that. Pero I usually interact more with, Tops. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say that. Let's just say that. So tops are the men that are usually giving. So they they were both tops in this situation, in this scenario. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, I don't care. I, I'll say I'm a bottom. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a verse bottom. Okay. So I'll, I'll say that. So they were giving. So usually uh, it's very much associated that if you're a top, you're the one who takes lead or does whatever or and stuff like that. But they were so obviously inexperienced. But like I had to be the one to take leads, like take the lead several times. I had to tell them to do this and do that and that they're doing this wrong. And that a lot of like me telling them what to do, even though they're the ones that were together and they're the ones who invited me and you know told me they wanted to do this and that. And yeah, it was very much reflective of how... Uh, like the first instance that I shared with you guys, uh, the guy was telling me what to do, right? Because I was doing too much yeah. and he was saying, you're too eager. Like, do this this way. Don't do that. I was him in this scenario. Like, I had to tell these two fully grown men not to do this and not to do that. So it was it was really embarrassing. They were also like... Like, don't stick your dick in my eye. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think your dick is supposed to be tickling my ear. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but I want to ask. I'm so curious, but uh, maybe you're gonna have to cut this out. 
Okay. What place was he not supposed to stick his dick into? <laughs> it, that was a bit of an exaggeration. It's more like, why is your dick in that area? He was, this guy was weirdly, for some reason, placing his, his dick on my nipple. <laughs> I was like, what is this supposed to do? <laughs> what, what is this supposed, is this supposed to, to turn me on? He was like, oh yeah, you like that on that nipple. He was like nudging it too. He was like, ooh, ooh. I was like, what's going on? Okay, okay. So let's not king shame. Who knows? Maybe this guy yeah, was yeah, that's really true. This is not me king shaming. But yeah, this is like, I'm personally not. It was just a funny experience on your end. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But we are uh, running low on time. Um... I mean, okay, hopefully there is a time where we can have you back on the episode so we can have you talk even more. And, you know, you you know, I mean, like, it's great, actually. You've brought in a lot of insight that I think a lot of straight people have not been able to sort of gauge or see in their own perspective. I mean, Kina, what do you think? I'm sorry, my mind flew away. What? <laughs> from everything that Josh has provided from, like, a gay man's perspective, like, do you see, like, how different it is for someone who is like straight or who is a woman at least comparatively i think it's a whole different universe <laughs> like like there i i barely see any similarities apart from the fact na ano like a lot of gay filipino men they enjoy na sinusuyo din sila like that's why they have that attitude na mentioned ni Josh kanina but apart from that it's just I'm blown away from the stories. Like, seriously. That's it. That sums it up. I mean, okay, so yeah, so hopefully we get you back here again to talk about more of your experiences, more of your insights and everything. So before we close out, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, Super quickly yes. Or like, um, you can yeah. follow me on Instagram. It's at Josh Daniel, but the A is an X. You can also follow me on TikTok. I'm sorry. Yes, I am one. I am one of those people that has a TikTok. Uh, it's at Same. Josh Daniels. So the A is still an X, but there's just an S at the end. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm starting to make videos. And it's Josh Daniels again. Uh, but the A is an A. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, that is everything we can get from Josh as of right now. And don't forget, if you keep on listening, who knows? You might be able to catch him again. Hopefully again. Hopefully. Um, I love to talk, so... Yeah, exactly. So, that is it from us. This is Carl and Hina and Josh from Match. You can find us again on Twitter, on Instagram, at the handle match underscore ph. If you want to send in your own stories, you can DM us. You can even email us. That's uh, matchmakers.ph at gmail.com. And until the next time, you guys want to listen to our kooky stories, to our crazy hookup stories to just some good insights about how the dating world goes for either one of us so until that time comes again we'll see you guys next time bye